what up what up everybody welcome to when the hunt calls i'm your host cliff cadet and i hope you guys are doing well you your friends your family are safe and healthy you know what I'm saying? As this world, as this country, you know, no, as this world tries to get back to what we would call normal. You know what I'm saying? Um, so this podcast is reaching you basically a little over a week after I got my first, my very first hunting harvest, my first bow harvest and my first turkey harvest. All three are one in the same yeah, so I'm still celebrating just a little bit more than a week ago. Now, um, the spring turkey season here in New York State runs from May 1st to May 31st. So I'm hoping to get out at least, you know, a couple more days, one or two more days before uh, we hit May 31st. So keep y'all fingers crossed for me. All right. So now our guest today is someone really, really cool. All right. Um, I, I should give uh, not necessarily a backstory, but I I am honestly totally amazed at how you know while social media tends to sometimes be used for the forces of evil, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, there's been a lot of good that has come out of it as well. Um, I.e., the um, friendships I've been able to make when I decided, you know, I I wanted to hunt, I wanted to learn about archery, learn about bow hunting and so on. Um, I never thought though that in my journey, in learning about hunting, bow hunting specifically, that I'd grow to bond with, um, you know, with people over something other than hunting, um, specifically hip hop. Um, but this, this guest today, um, just to give you an example of, of how we bonded, a couple weeks back, almost a month back, on a Saturday night, um, DJ Premier and the RZA were battling um, on Instagram Live one night, both going at it, both throwing out songs that they've they've produced over the years. It was a dope-ass battle, I'm not gonna lie. Um, and me and this person, um, he hit me up on Instagram, sent me this Instagram live that was going on, and he and I, for the entire night throughout this battle, were going back and forth and, you know, talking about our favorite songs, talking about, you know, up just different tracks in the whole nine. So, um, without further ado, I'll just tell you guys, my, my guest today is Steve Mahler. He is, I hope, I hope I, uh, you know, I didn't butcher his, um, <laughs> his last name, but my guest is Steve Mahler, and he is one of the hosts of you know the ever popular working class bow hunters podcast um i was lucky enough to get him on today and and he and i you know just chopped it up talking about hunting and, and our love of hip-hop so you know you guys sit back relax and enjoy the conversation welcome steve man i appreciate you taking the time out to sit here and uh chop it up with me yeah no problem man <clears throat> thanks for having me we uh We've uh, followed each other for a while. Um, I remember the first time, uh, first time I heard about you. I'm like, <clears throat> I'm from Archie, New York. I'm like, who? What is this dude doing, <laughs> running around with a bow and arrow in the middle of New York, man? Like, <clears throat> I and I just, I was like, all right, let's let's see what this uh, this guy's all about. And uh, we kind of followed each other, just uh, exchanged pleasantries back and forth. I'm like, oh, this dude's a super cool dude. I remember. The one video you were trying to find bush light in the middle of some bodega. Dude, I still can't <laughs> find it. I still can't find bush light in the hood. 
it's, oh, it's, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure if I if I go to go to a bar in the city, you know, in the Manhattan, I'll probably find it on tap or something like that. But definitely not in the hood. I, I'd be quicker to find a bottle of Colt 45 or or uh, St. Ives before I find Bush Light. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, just just to just to let my listeners uh, know, kind of set this up because you and I have bonded over a love of hip hop and R and B. Oh yeah. Honestly, uh, I would have never imagined, but I, I wanted to set the framework for this story like about a week, a week and a half, almost two weeks ago, you DM me on Instagram, a live battle between DJ Premier and the RZA. You oh, know Primo and the Abbott. Yep. You, you know what I'm saying? So to, to me, I would have never in a million years pictured that a dude out in the middle of Iowa, that I would have been bonding with him over a DJ battle. You know what I'm so I really appreciate you one. I appreciate you putting me onto it because we watched that um from start to finish that night and we're oh, going yeah. back and forth talking trash. So it was it was pretty cool. I really appreciate that. But um where in Iowa are you from? Uh so all right, originally I'm from uh Illinois, which is the uh, the quad cities. I was born and raised in Rock Island, Illinois, which which were on the border, so I just recently moved to Iowa here. Um but Doug from the podcast is, is from here. Uh, Rock Island, funny enough, I told you uh, this. If you ever seen the movie Purple Rain, right? Mm-hmm. Morris Day in the time, or at the time at the time, the guitar player from there is Jesse Johnson from my hometown. So, nice. yeah, I always thought that was, a, that was a nice little connection. But I've, I've always been proud to say I'm from Rock Island because they're going to film the Blues Brothers there. And Joliet Jake is from. Rock Island, Illinois. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm proud of where I'm from, but right now I'm living, um, actually living at Doug's house. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to come over here and establish residency while I found a place. And uh, yeah, we're out here just kind of south of south of Durant. It's a look quite a little farm area. You know, it's it's still really close to a major major area, but once you get outside of that, it's just how how far are you from Pella, Iowa? Uh, yeah college. yeah it's like uh it's probably about two hours um it's closer to des moines so we're about two yeah, about i'd say about two hours uh two hours east of there i've actually been there i've been to that town i <laughs> um i'll share i'll share a, a little known fact about me in a past life i used to be a game show host Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I did not know I, this. I didn't do my yeah. homework clearly. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not something. It's not something that uh that I, I share very often. So, but um yeah, I used to uh I used to come, still living here in New York. I used to work for a production company based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And about a couple of weeks before every uh, at the start of every college semester, I drive out to Grand Rapids, pick up a van and an assistant and a tour list. And I tour colleges throughout the U.S., putting on this trivia game show for student activities committees all over the U.S. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of a while, so, were you single? Were you single at that time? Yes, yes. Right yeah, that was a real good wife. time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right. So for uh, again, my listeners, um, usually my listeners are fairly new to hunting, fairly new to the community, the industry. Sure. Um. You are part of working class bow hunters, correct? And correct. that group is made up of you and who else? So it's uh, the <clears throat> the core members right now. It's uh, it's me, Kurt Geyer, who me and him essentially started it. Eric Common, 
and uh, and Doug has uh, crept his way in. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> it was kind of cool how we how we picked up uh, Doug along the way. It was um, we, we were running it for a little bit, and Eric's like, "Hey, you gotta meet this dude, Doug. You know, he's got this awesome porn stash." And we're like, "All right, yeah, let's, uh, let's do it." <laughs> so he's got going on, and uh, yeah, the guy uh, he's come in, and uh, you know, it's it's cool. It's a very very cool group of dudes. We're all very different, and they're all my. Uh, Mm-hmm. they're all like my best friends man i uh <clears throat> it, it's a uh it's an interesting interesting yeah. <laughs> collection of characters <laughs> well i gotta say i gotta say congratulations because i i believe you guys just recently hit the five-year mark right it, it, you, yes uh, celebrated your fifth year of podcast yep yeah it's nice, a long time nice. <laughs> a lot of beer a lot of beers been drinking <laughs> so i i want to get i want to get in um your hunting history a little bit mm-hmm. like is hunting something um like you grew up with or is are you kind of like me well i don't know how old you are honestly i'm i'm i'll be 44 this summer and i'm just getting into hunting um so is this something you grew up with or you're just getting into no i uh I just I just got into it not too um sorry for coughing in the mic. No, it's all right. Uh so I'm I'm thirty and I've been hunting about six or so years. Mm-hmm. Nobody uh nobody in my family hunted. Um I when I was a kid I was really into fishing and I remember like watching like Bill Dance outdoors and um I know this is gonna sound foreign to you as a as a New Yorker. <laughs> like I used to everyone wanted to wake up and watch uh watch cartoons. I wanted to wake up and watch a bunch of old guys uh catch fish. <laughs> that's, a, that's what i want to do but I, I i became passionate about it and then just life caught up with me and i, I ended up having other interest and um didn't uh didn't really get back into hunting until uh i guess like maybe i guess i was 23 ish uh and I, I was a i'm a big pro wrestling fan like i love that you're from the fed country <laughs> wwf new york the territory but um I was always a big Steve Austin fan. He always wore camo, so I'm like, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to get into it. And something clicked in me, and I just really, it, it, I just had an interest peaked. I'm like, hey, I'd like to hunt, and looked into it. It was either going to be shotgun hunting for about a weekend here, or you could uh, pick up a bow and have more opportunities. So I go, well, I'm not very good, so might as well grab a bow. And um, yeah, grabbed a, got a bow. I'd say about seven eight years ago and just man started shooting it I'm like i'm really good shooting this and just it was a it was a progression of me just trying to get into it and uh i'll tell you what the, the the thing i fell in love with along the way was was archery i didn't think i'd love archery as much as i did not saying i love it as much as hunting but uh you know if you give me a day to go shoot a deer and then it's like after it's like hey what do you want to go do it's like oh, let's go shoot some bows i guess <laughs> it's it's fun <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, another another point, uh, another fact I think you'll be interested in about me, um, just to share, is I actually worked for the WWF for a few years. Yeah. Oh, you worked for Junior? Yeah, dude. <laughs> don't, dude. don't let anybody hear him say hear I call him that. <laughs> dude, um, all right. Do you remember when, right before they became WWE, when they lost that legal battle with the World Wildlife Fund? Yeah. They had They had the restaurant in Times Square, New York. I was a stage oh, yeah. hand. There. I was a stage hand there. No shit. Oh, you worked. Um, yeah. uh, oh, so can you cuss on the show? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Don't worry. It's <laughs> all right. Uh, what, what was that? Uh, wasn't that the. Uh, it was, was it the Na- WWF Nation or what was that called? 
I know. I think it was. If I remember, it was just a WWF restaurant. It was just a oh, WWF. Yeah. yeah, Vince owned it. Came in and out. They they filmed a lot of intros to shows, and you know, a lot of cut twos. Um, you know, during live shows in other cities and states and stuff like that. So I, I was there for about like three or four years before. Now it's a um a Hard Rock Cafe, but I was there for for a good amount of time. It was pretty cool. Like three yeah, four years cool. I was there. Like I was I was there back when like Kurt Angle was really getting um like his storylines were. Because you know him dropping down, him and uh, and uh, Stone Cold having their little feud going back and forth. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. And it's funny because before that, I was never into wrestling, and after that, I never got back into it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just now, I'm just now uh, introducing my my eight year old son to it, and uh, we tend to piss off my wife and my daughter whenever we're watching TV in the living room and he's like, daddy, Raw is on. And then I'm like, okay. And then my wife and my daughter get pissed off. <laughs> we're trying to watch wrestling. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, yeah, just like I said, uh, something else we could bond over besides music now. Oh, but, um, dude, you, you want to go down a rabbit hole of pro wrestling. Like I've watched like seven, eight promotions, like new Japan, AEW, NXT, well, NXT is part of WWE. Yeah. I watch probably at least nine hours worth of wrestling a week. Wow. You watch yeah. other other um other brands like uh what is it? There there's Impact Wrestling now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Impact and, was uh, uh Impact the <laughs> funny enough they were on the uh they're on this hunt channel. I can't remember what it is, but it was uh the company that owns them, they ended up going to a it, I think they're on Pursuit Channel. So it's like you get to watch like hunting and then wrestling. It was it was perfect for me. Uh AEW's on TNT. Uh, New Japan, you got to pay out of pocket for, and uh, I do. So, but it's a uh, it's tough, man, with all this uh, all this stuff going on, man. It, it, not a whole lot of content's being put out by a lot of a uh, lot of people. So mm, I've got yeah, I've got a break. Yeah. I've been able to go back and and view other media like hunting shows, <laughs> like I should be watching. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. So um, I'm sorry for for you know deviating from you know oh, no. uh, uh, the hunting the hunting we were talking about. But um, you've fallen in love with archery. So let me find out when you first started hunting. Were you doing uh rifle hunting first, or like how how did you get into it? How did you start out? So it was uh, it was just strictly bow, and right. um, and that's why I picked it up over over, over the shotgun. Um, because around in Illinois and Iowa, it's it's only either muzzleloader or shotgun. And uh, and bow. Now it's now you can get uh, crossbow year round. But um, yeah, my uh, my dad's dad's uncle actually had some uh, had some property, and I kind of messaged him, reach out to him. I hadn't talked to him in a few years. I'm like, hey, I've been kind of want to get into getting hunting. Um, you know, it would it be all right if maybe you know if if you can take me out a couple times. So yeah, there'd be absolutely no problem. So this is a guy that. I didn't really uh, didn't really talk to a whole hell of a lot like when I was um, when I was growing up, but um, you know he gave me permission and I went out there and I went out as much as I could, <clears throat> you know, just trying to figure stuff out, you know, sitting around on stumps, you know, just kind of trying to figure it out. Um, and I just I, I really love being out there. Now the first night, first day I was out, I actually saw a buck, and I was like, oh man, I love to shoot that deer, but like it was like so far away. I'm like. I didn't bring a rangefinder, man. I don't know how far away that deer is. I, that's how I realized I wasn't that good at judging distance. So, I mean, and I, know, I never was going to take a shot at him because I, I, I just happened to look over and there he was. You know, I wasn't used to how you got how you got to see him come in and things. It just he kind of 
kind of snuck up on me. But yeah, it was uh, it was little moments like that that really kept me going back. And um, you know, it was it was frustrating, but you know, thinking back, I'd never. And it's my uh, great uncle. Never, you know, like I said, never really talked to him. But now that uh, now that I hunt his property, I go out there, I see him all the time, and we've 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 bonded a lot. You know, all like. I'll call him, just check in, see how he's doing, you know, just go stop out there and visit with him. So it's like it, it hunting brought me and him and uh, obviously a couple of my cousins closer. So I thought that was a, was a really special thing. And I, I think that's how I knew I found something that was, that was pretty special as far as um, I enjoyed, I enjoy archery, but it's also creating bonds with, uh, with family members. And also, you know, you're, you run through all the emotions, joy, sadness, yeah, you know, if you get hungry enough, you kill something, you get to eat it. It's, 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 it's been a, it's been a very, very uh, incredible journey. So if you got a lot of um, younger guys out there, I mean, I haven't hit the full pinnacle yet of where I want to be, and, and not a lot of guys are. But there's a, uh, there's guys that you know when you progress, then you start moving forward to go out out west and maybe go on an elk hunt or an antelope hunt, things like that. Um, so there's, you know, there's like a whole lot of, um, a whole lot of, a whole lot of opportunity ahead waiting for me. And since it's been this fun already, I'm like, eh, let's just, let's see where it goes. <laughs> you know? Got it. Got it. All right. Well, um, let me ask what, what, what animals have you hunted, um, since you started hunting like deer, turkey, like what have you been into? Yeah. So right now it's, uh, it's. Turkey season here in uh, in Iowa. Hopefully, we can get get a bird down. I went um, basically in Illinois. You know your main <clears throat> main animals that you'll uh, you'll hunt with in you know, archery equipment are deer and uh, and turkey. And if you can smoke a coyote, that's <laughs> that's good too. But I've been uh, I've been squirrel hunting maybe a couple times. Um, Something that's really fun to do, and if you've never done it or never heard of it, uh, you ought to come mm. down as bow fishing. I've um, heard a lot about it recently. <laughs> bow fishing's fun, so my buddy keeps trying to get me to go out. And, uh, one of these nights, since I'm not working, I'm going to go out with him. At, here you go out at 11 o'clock at night, and they've got the boat where like the water's coming down. Carp's are an invasive species, so mm. you shoot them, and you leave them. You can either take them to farms, and they become fertilizer, or... Um, it, it looks pretty harsh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. So mostly just deer, turkey, and, uh, you can shoot carp. <laughs> so, so what's your favorite? Cause you sounded a little excited about, uh, the bow fishing. So what's it, what's your favorite animal to hunt? Uh, favorite animals, favorite animals, deer, just because the, it, it's very, um, it's very hard to explain for uh, if if guys are, you know, have never killed a deer. They're listening, but like, even, it doesn't matter the size of the deer. You're just every deer you harvest is uh, is just like the, one of the greatest moments because you know it's going to take a lot of time. You know, you're going to prepare. It's just there's there's something special about about a deer that they're they can be very challenging to kill to try to figure out. Um, where as far as like, sometimes like we're a turkey, it, you can call them in. I've never, uh, killed a turkey, but you know, I've been out a couple times and that's got frustrations too. And, you know, bow fishing is just kind of, uh, kind of fun, <laughs> you know, cause you're just like, wait, <laughs> like, oh shit, bye. but no, there's, 
there is a there is something about a about the white-tailed deer that um, it could be the most frustrating thing on the planet, but you you think about it nonstop. So mm. that's that's kind of why why I lean towards uh, towards deer. Now, if like if I just want to go have an absolutely great time, you know, bow fishing it's bow fishing season. That's why I got all perked up about it. <laughs> just thinking it's it's fun, you know, you're just hanging out with your buddies all night. You don't got to be quiet. You know, you just mm. chatting it up. So that's pretty yeah. cool, man. And I forgot to mention, you can hunt ducks, but that's with guns. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a bird hunter by any, by any means. I'd like to, but got it, got it. Yeah, with with me, it's uh, it's all about the bow. Uh, you know, what I'm saying I, I, I think not, I think, but uh, child, um, damn, I'm getting my words all jumbled up. But uh, archery was kind of a, a childhood fantasy for me. So it was about like two years ago when I finally picked up a bow or purchased one, I should say. And then last year decided I want to hunt. Um, I don't think I ever want to pick up a firearm or pick up a rifle or anything like that or a shotgun. Um, but hey, you know what? I can't. I can't tell the future. But um, it's. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. So I'm going on my first turkey hunt. Um, turkey season out here starts next week, next <coughs> Friday, and it runs from May 1st to May 31st. Um, right. being that, being that you've been out turkey hunting before, you got any tips for me? Uh, take somebody who knows how to call with you. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, I have not, I have not mastered that art. Uh, last year I went, uh, went hunting with a, with a good buddy of mine, Judd. And I just moved to Iowa and I'm like, if, if I had more money coming out, I'd try to buy a, uh, over the counter tag for Illinois. Turkey hunting with that guy was one of my favorite favorite hunts i've ever been on we didn't we didn't kill him we didn't kill nothing i, I think we saw maybe one bird after oh, 1 p.m or uh, which you gotta quit hunting in Illinois at one um mm. yeah just uh obviously i'm not if I, I wasn't successful but the tips i would give to you is yeah take somebody who knows how to call and knows how to uh how to call and respond to birds um if you had the opportunity and uh Maybe he's bored enough. Fly Philip Vanderpool up there and have him call birds in for you. <laughs> I'm sure Phil he's got Vanderpool. nothing better to do. <laughs> Philip Vanderpool. Now I got. Now I got. I got to Google that name now. Oh, you don't know. Oh, this old P O P V O. Well, man, he's a sad daddy killer. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send you links to P V. Is uh, one of the greatest human beings. He's a he's a legend in the industry. He uh, I, that that dude's been around forever, and he is one of the coolest dudes on the planet. I'll uh. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll forward you his uh, like his show and stuff. You'll you're, you're gonna kick out this dude. All right, cool. Good old All Southern right, cool. boy, Philip Vanderpool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. I'm gonna switch gears up um, a lot. All right, um, here's the deal. I I did want to speak hunting, talk about hunting with you, and yeah. did. Now I want to talk music. All right, oh, like yeah. I said, here we go. I like I said, um, there's very few people uh, like I, in the within the hunting community that I, I bonded with. Um, on social media over music like I have with you. So how does a dude from Illinois and, and I gotta ask because I hear this I hear it pronounced both ways. I hear is it Illinois or Illinois? I grew up knowing it as Illinois. Which it's, is it? I say it, it it's Illinois. And when you were close to Pella you would have said seen Des Moines where it's Des Moines. And there's a All town right. <laughs> there's a town in uh in Illinois D E S Space P L A I N E S, des planes, de planes, like uh, that's duh. That's that's that's, that's French <laughs> slang, apparently. Duh. <laughs> All 
All right. Oh. So, so how does someone like like I said, it's because I grew up with hip hop. Um, it was it's in my it was in my backyard basically. You know what I'm saying? Um, it grow grew up with with listening to dudes like the Sugar Hill Gang, going going up into growing up with like Five Five Freddy. Um, then seeing dudes like Biggie, Nas, Jay come up and stuff like that. Um, how does and again, I, I hate sounding totally ignorant, but how does that get all the way out to Illinois? Like, how how did you not end up? Because while you do have a great knowledge of music, how did, you know, hip hop come out there? Yeah, so that's a. Um, all right. So when I was in uh, when I was in high school, um, I, uh, you know, if, if you know, you think oh, Illinois, Hicktown. Well, it was like eh, there was there was parts of the hood, not like anything there, but. Uh, you know, we had uh, growing up in high school was you know it, it was it was a very fascinating high school to go to because you had like all these hillbillies, all these rich snobby kids, all these middle class working kids like me, and then you had the urban kids from all kind of walks of life. So we started picking up on like a lot of the a lot of the culture just be spreading there. It was it was like a melting pot. So it was like how <laughs> if anybody ever wanted to put a public school picture together in some feel-good tv show where they have to like have every race represent that was us and yeah. it was awesome because then you start um picking up on what, what's cool there so like you know we do it, it wouldn't be anything to be riding around in a car with uh with some buddies cruising around and uh some guy wants to play metal like he's playing slipknots like oh, this is trash and then the next thing we're playing like uh alan jackson you know country and then uh gucci Mane would come on so it's like <laughs> And that, and that's actually how I started. So uh, I had I had always had a big affinity for music, man. Copper, hey, dog's kind of barking. Um, <laughs> I loved. Uh, I, I discovered blues music, and I uh, got to meet quite a few of my heroes in in that uh, that respect. Like I met here, I peed next to Hubert Sumlin, Helen Wolf's guitar player. I'm like, mm. dude, been a fan of yours forever. So um, I had always I would I'd always been a fan of music if it's good. You know, blues, jazz, I'm a big jazz head. And uh, the rap I listened to was was the trash like Gucci Man and whatever. And I remember I I first heard like uh heard about Too Short and the Click. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of like started opening up my eyes and I'm like, all right. And I got it from this record store where I started working. Uh. So that's where and then that's where my knowledge of like a lot of um you know, a lot of like punk bands, country bands, uh, alt bands. That's where it all, all came to be. And they know I listened to, you know, like, uh, and, and I, I was a big West Coast guy because I got I got Parliament from Parliament Funkadelic tattooed on my chest. Like I'm a big Parliament yeah, Funkadelic yeah. fan. So obviously, with the West Coast sampling a lot of the old P Funk and things like that, um, I was naturally drawn to them. But then they were like, somebody handed me uh, Enter the Thirty Six Chambers. I'm like, uh, like the Wu Tang Clan. I'm like, yeah, I think I've heard of those guys. You know, and I remember I was like, oh yeah, the the guys who did the song Gravel Pit. And they're like, that's the song, you know. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, all right, you know, <laughs> here's your homework. Don't go back to work till you finish listening to this. And uh, <laughs> it 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 took off. And uh, like I came back, I'm like, damn, how many albums they got? It's like, well, they got two, but all the other guys got like millions of stuff. So then I started going down that rabbit hole and uh along the way i I picked up what is one of my favorite hip-hop groups is uh 
is we haven't talked about these guys, but one of my favorite hip hop groups is De La Soul. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, three feet, three feet high and rising's a classic. Um, but stakes as high as, uh, it, that was probably the first album that every time I listened to it, I was just like, dude, this is just a masterpiece through and through. And that, that really opened my eyes up to, you know, growing up in the area that I'm in, you know, it's not like New York where this was the, the epicenter where you guys, you guys got to see these, these cats like do their thing. And, um, you know, you look at a guy like DJ Primo, I mean, you know, just the kind of understanding of, because we weren't there, it's like, you know, in order for you to be considered like, um, like a legend or a master, like, uh, you have to master an instrument. Like you have to be a Jimi Hendrix. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's like the Jimi Hendrix of playing guitar, but it's like, but it's not too far for me to think that a guy like Primo could be the Jimi Hendrix of, of beat producing. I'm like, you know, so it made me, it made me really look at, at hip hop a lot differently as far as, okay, you know, you think that these guys are, you know, aren't legend this, try to put a beat together as smooth and uh, try to put something together like, uh, like anything that RZA does. Like uh, I was listening to Buck 50 <laughs> from Ghostface and it's just, it, it, to me, my eyes were open of as far as, man, these guys can take something um, that's like more of a, a digital thing and, and splice things up and, and take something that was already existing and make it better. So that's a, that's yeah. really how I got into hip hop. And I started hearing that about like 21, 22 ish. And yeah, or eh, it was about 1920. So then that's that's where that love came from. And it's uh, it's never gone away, man. Nice, nice. And it's funny because while uh, hip hop did that for you, it kind of hip hop put me on to music I had never listened to myself because of everything that it was sampling. Like you you'll take um I'll take for example Vanilla Ice, um Ice Ice Baby. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? That's Queen's uh Queen and David Bowie under pressure. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I remember the first time hearing I was like hearing Queen and David Bowie, I'm like, uh oh that's vanilla ice. No, I actually heard the entire track <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, all right. You know what I'm saying? So Songs like that, um, with the stuff they were sampling, were putting was putting me onto music I had never heard before, I had never been interested in before. So that's that's what hip hop did for me, which was pretty cool. Nice. Now you're you're heavy into some R and B too, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? This is, I'm not not embarrassed, but I'm such a fan of like the New Jack Soul. Like I I love Keith Sweat. Like <laughs> that's my dude. <laughs> yeah, um, dude. That Say I've saved here. Grew up on dudes like Keith Sweat, Gerald Levert, um, Johnny Gill. Oh, uh, dude, some Gil, LSG. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so here's a, here's a. Uh, <laughs> I don't, maybe uh, yeah. now I'm not gonna tell that story. That's for that's for after the podcast. <laughs> but I, I, I will say that uh, funny enough that uh, Gap Band's one of my favorite old school. I mean, cause I'm, I'm big into funk and mm -hmm. like, uh, kind of that era of just if it sounded good. Uh, but I love the gap band and, uh, Charlie Wilson is, uh, is one of my favorite singers of all time. And then you have a, uh, you have a cat that, uh, oops, I'm still with 
Sorry about that, y'all. Steve and I had experienced a little technical difficulties, but uh, we got right back into the conversation, and here it is. All right, and we're recording again. Um, oh, so yes. Sorry. You were, you were talking about Gap Band and Charlie Wilson being your favorite singer. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, you heard, uh, you heard about the guy, you know, trying to rip him off or whoever, and then so you're like, oh, let, me, let me hear this, and then you start listening to... Uh, uh, a, 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 then you go into that rabbit hole of, uh, you know, a, a, Tony, 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 which uh, mm. Raphael Sadiq is. Yes. Th- this is this is what I always love doing. You know, you hear <laughs> Tony, 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 which is a uh, pretty pretty popular enough name, and then you start going down. And you're like Raphael Sadiq. What did he do? And then you start seeing what he was behind, like the masterpieces he was putting together. It's like yes. So that's just a um, just another example of man. You got uh, you, you never know who's who's that talented out there, man. Like you, you could have a cat that's just backup vocals, but then all of a sudden you find out they're the ones that's putting all the all the music together. I mean, Jimi Hendrix was a backup musician for a while. So, mm-hmm. but, and again, you know, just little things like that that always make you look at yeah. You, know, you got to look at everything differently. It's like okay, so just because of what I'm seeing here at face value that that doesn't mean that's the only value that anything can provide. So, you know, you got to look at that as far as people you meet, um, things you do, things you want to get into uh, again, archery. Yeah. That's a, well, here, here's on the tie back archery and R and B just kind of looking at it. Yeah. It looks enjoyable. But, uh, when you dig down deeper, man, the, uh, the, uh, the spider webs or rabbit holes you can go down with, with with any of it, it's just uh, as long as you got the time, the passion, and the drive, man. You can find out anything, and anything can make you happy. Got it, got it. And uh, it's funny because uh, you sound like the type of dude that was probably like me, like when a uh, when uh, a CD came on and stuff like that. I used to read the the CD cover, read the back yeah. of the TV cover, see who the credits went to, like who wrote. Be like, oh, this person wrote um, wrote this guy's lyrics, or this person wrote the music, or this sample, this person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was always always that dude, always wanting to know. Because it's, it's funny because a lot of our, our favorite artists, a lot of times, either were ghostwriters for somebody else. Yeah. Or a lot of our favorite musicians or producers, you'd be surprised who who they produced for or wrote music for. Like, you'd never, you'd never know it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I always used to look at, uh, because I would, I would, um, I would get the liner notes, and I would always look for where they were recorded at. Like where the recording happened, what studio it was, and I always just had like these uh, these dreams and uh, or yeah, like daydreams of just like going and walking in there. And uh, I sent you something that I thought was was really cool, kind of a, a mix of I don't know if you got it, uh, but there, it was uh, it was the Black Keys, and they got together with uh, with like Mos Def, uh, Raekwon, and they. I, I, I I'll, send it again, or either that, or I'll just go looking through the DMs because I definitely oh, love sure. uh, love to see that. But black, you know, black they go, keys. They did. Um, did they do that song "Lonely Boy"? Yes, I love yeah. that freaking video. It was just the dude standing in front of the motel, uh, dancing. I love the song. It's it's a dope track. Wait till you get into like their earlier stuff when they were doing uh, Junior. Because I'm a big blues guy, and where they're doing like Junior Kimbro, um, covers. Oh, dude, it's just nasty, filthy sound, and you're like, this is raw. And mm-hmm. it it to me, I was like. I love seeing that rawness. Well, this is the, the reason why I bring it, you know, when we're talking New York, you know, the concrete jungle there, um, 
you know, seeing these studios that like I'd always wanted to see as a kid. And I remember watching it one time, funny enough, this is what I bring it up. I was just like, how the hell could you live there and you can't see like trees and shit, man? Like I have to like I'm looking out and I'm just seeing cornfields. Like this is nice for me. <laughs> like I couldn't I I'm like, I, I don't know how you could do it. So that's why I always thought it was fascinating for for you and you're like in New York, you know, obviously a place that I've always like been curious about going and it's just like do they even have bow shops up there? Like how in the hell <laughs> you know? It's just well, it's we, such we, a strange concept. We we've got bow shops out here. We gotta we've got if I remember correctly, within the five boroughs, we've got four four archery ranges. Two in Queens, one in Manhattan, and one in Brooklyn out of the whole five boroughs. Now, um, for me, like what you're talking about with with the uh, with the difference in scenery, um, I don't know. I I think it, it depends it depends on the person because I know I've met people who, who came out from the from the Midwest and it's like New York suited them, like fit them like a glove. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they just jump right in, and then other people who come in and they're just like, "Yo, this is too fast for me." Um, and the, you know, all they're doing is is they're they're longing to go back home. You know what I'm saying? For the to slow slow it down. But um, I'm one of those dudes that honestly, um, why I feel so comfortable in my pursuit of becoming a bow hunter is that, uh, like in terms of like my career, for example. I've never been the type of dude to, that could sit in an office or or take a desk job. Like, it just kills me inside. Um, and now with my job as a UPS driver, I've only been doing for like the last seven years. Um, you know, dude, I'm like a pig in. I'm, I'll say I'm like a pig in shit. Because <laughs> um, because truthfully, like I get to be outdoors all day. You know what I'm saying? So if if the biggest if my biggest complaint is like damn it's raining out or oh, damn it's cold out you know what i'm cool with that i'm cool with that and it, i've been doing that the last seven years dealing with inclement weather um what you know dealing with the heat wave out here delivering packages uh dealing of like yesterday it poured on us you know what I'm, saying? But I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still out here slaying packages you know what I'm saying? so it translates to for me like last year uh when i deer hunted um i sat in a blind for 12 hours bro cramped little blind just like and i was good but i was good with it like i i, I just packed a lunch a, a empty bottle for it you know i had to take a piss oh, yeah. um when i had to take when i had to take a crap though i didn't have to because you know what i did a trick i learned um because i i ran uh the new york city marathon about like three four years back um i took a emodium ad so that way the night before so that way i wouldn't have to go to the bathroom at all the next day Oh my god, dude, that's a that's a that's a pro tip. Uh, that's something yeah. I've never. <laughs> that, yeah. Yo, I just thought about it in advance, and I was like, "Hey, this worked for me for the marathon. I popped, you know, an anti diuretic uh, the night before, <laughs> and I was set the next day for my race." Because you, because honestly, uh, when you're running a marathon, it's already bad enough you got to stop and pee, but God forbid you get the bubble guts, bro. Nah, man, and there's hey. nothing but port. There's nothing but porta potties that line, um, you know, the race route. Man, I've, but, uh, I've, 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 I'm a construction worker. I'm a, I'm a sheet metal worker. Man, uh, I've gone in some awful porta potties. Now, when you're out in the, <laughs> out in the woods, I remember like we, me, me, Kurt and Eric, we were kind of talking about it one time. It was like everyone's kind of skirting around. It's like, man, did you ever? What happens when you get to go doo doo? And Eric's like, oh wait, you take a timber turd. A timber turd. A timber turd. Yeah, it's taking a shit in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so every time, every time we're talking, it's like, man, I'm happy. He's like, well, yeah, 
hunted about nine thirty, and then I had to take a timber turd. <laughs> that's, I believe a that's, that. that's a phrase I'm gonna start using now. <laughs> the, yeah, anytime you put timber in front of anything, it's hilarious. Like some some guy was calling Bush Lights timber Pepsis. Oh wow, I uh, think <laughs> I think that's hilarious. But yeah, uh, good old fashioned timber turd. You ought to do yourself a favor and take one. It's relaxing. I mean, you know, you don't get like a stool, so you're just like kind of going like full caveman style. But think about that, man. <laughs> think about that. You know, you. And and you can't use you can't use toilet paper because that's gonna just ruin the whole vibe. So you know you, you do your business like a caveman. Then you go kill a turkey or something, and then you uh, you cook it and eat it, and you're like, man. Then all of a sudden that that primal drive comes up in you, or uh, or you just feel like a disgusting human being because now you got itchy butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, that's awesome. Uh, listen, listen, I I gotta wrap this up, but yep. um. I uh I wanna wrap this up with um with uh I guess two two questions, last two questions. First one being, all right, um, you know, I, I try to gear this podcast towards new hunters. So what's the biggest piece of advice um that you you'd like to offer like somebody coming straight out the gates, never been hunting before and is looking to do it? All right. Uh, don't follow my footsteps. What you got to do is uh, listen to everybody. <laughs> listen, to everybody. Uh, <laughs> basically, the, the the best advice I could give is um, is you know you can find somebody who who knows what the hell they're doing and learn everything from them. Um, or if not, you know there's there's plenty of plenty of podcasts out there. Working class bow hunter is one. <laughs> we got merch for sale, guys. And uh, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll always have like plenty of information out there, and uh, you know, as far as like with you, you're you're going towards um, newer hunters, so you'll always have guys that want to give uh, pieces of advice. Man, uh, download this podcast, others listen to them on repeat, figure it out. You know, get out mm-hmm. there and uh, try to put the knowledge that you gain um, as best you can. Because the the number one thing that uh, I've found out, you can lead a horse to water, but Sometimes that uh, that horse is on the other side of the creek, and now you got to figure out how. <laughs> you know, uh, it everything's going to change, so you're just going to have to learn to adapt the best you can. But um, if you get a critter in front of you, do what I do: take a breath, shoot it, watch where it goes, observe everything. Don't just get all shook. Like observe everything, and that's uh, that's helped me immensely. That's helped me find deer really quickly, um, rather than like searching for them all the time. So yeah, that's. Uh, that's the biggest piece of advice just gather as much knowledge as you can and attempt to use it the best you can got it got it thanks for that last question we're going to close this out with all right and we're going to jump back to music hip-hop top five they're alive uh all right my uh my top five let's go i should have known you were going to ask me this yeah i should have known you guys um (laughs) In no particular order, in no particular, this is my personal top five. This isn't just, yeah, yeah, your per, your personal top five. No. Yeah, they, they, these are guys that I, I will listen to on, uh, on repeat. And so, I, and I and I'll even I'll even post this top five for other hunters to be like, this is who Steve <laughs> listens to. Go <laughs> seek them out, seek them out. All right, I got to do uh, top five is like uh, Wu Tang, just All as right. a whole. I mean, because you know I've got. It, I mean, he, he, there, there's nine of those guys, and they, each one of them could be in top five. Uh, so do, do Wu Tang, Wu Tang as a whole, smart. 
Uh, obviously, De La Soul's up there. Nice. Um, Gangstar. Oh, nice choice. Has, has, nice choice. Has got to be the short yeah. shot. Um, <laughs> because, you know, and, and I would say, like, rappers, or like, uh, I'm sorry, lyricists. <laughs> if, if, I, I would say Guru, but, like, when you got Guru and Primo together, like, that's, there's no better combo. Um, Agreed. Another guy that's my absolute favorite, and this is from the West Coast uh, scene. Uh, I love, love, love E40. Nice. Good choice. And now we're going to get a little dirty. And this All is going right. to be a toss-up. So four and five, because I got, I, I got to throw some love for the Southern guys down there. All right. Um, I, Out, Outcast is an honorable mention, but my number five is uh, the Bum B and Pimp C UGK. I am uh, a huge UGK fan. Um, I love Pimp C. And <laughs> one of my favorite favorite albums, he's... Uh, it was like a post uh, post mortis, you know, where the release after a dead, where he's uh, he's basically dressed like Goldie from the Mac, and it's called the Mac. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm like, I think I've seen that cover. And oh yeah, it's the movie The Mac with Richard Pryor, which he grew up an hour and a half south of where we're from, and that became one of my favorite movies. Nice, you nice. bitch. It's got peel, man. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Tony. <laughs> That's dope. All right, brother. All right. Listen, thank you, man. Um, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Uh, Steve Mahler. Did I say it right? Mahler? Mahler, yeah. I like the two. Oh, Steve, Steve Mahler, podcaster, hunter, hip-hop aficionado. All right. Um, hey, I do stand-up comedy, too. <laughs> no, oh, dude, that's a whole... All right. That's going to be a whole other conversation. I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to hit you up. Thank you, man, for taking the time out to speak with me. I really appreciate it, brother. Yeah, no problem, man. Have me back uh, anytime, and uh, I, I do believe that you might uh, might be due to come on our podcast. So, dude, I'd be honored. I will not, be. I would be honored. I may have heard rumblings, uh, and then Kurt's like, "Hey, we should have that dude on." I'm like, oh, I was just in a hip hop uh, thing with him <laughs> the other night." <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure he might say, "Yeah." <laughs> dude, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed listening to that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Uh, thanks again. You know, huge shout out to Steve. Um, I really appreciate him taking the time out to speak with me. Um, you know, hopefully it won't be the last time I could have him on here, uh, you know, when the hunt calls. If you guys really did enjoy this episode, I highly encourage you to, um, you know, Whichever way you're listening to this, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, on Anchor, whatever way, you know what? Do me a solid. Hook me up with a five-star rating and a review. I will truly, truly appreciate it. But in the meantime, y'all stay blessed.